Welcome to The Wiretap. This is Phil, and I'm sitting here at Chad's place. Hello, in Chad. beautiful downtown Anaheim. Yeah, uh, Chad just moved into a new pad, and it's pretty awesome. And man, right uh, outside your window is Angel Stadium. Mm-hmm. And yep. you can see the Disneyland fireworks. You're probably going to catch those in, what, about 15 minutes? Yeah, uh, we can yeah. go up to the roof and check it out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well... Um, it's, uh, it's cool. You know, I talk to Chad every day, but I, I don't actually get to see you in person. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I, you know, I was going to visit and check out your new place. And I was like, you know what? I got, I got my equipment. I'm mobile now with the podcast stuff. And it's about time I put out another episode. Right. And I wanted to include you in that for sure. And, uh, yeah, man. Well, Well, for, for today, you know, I think... Chad and I had agreed, and I, I had said on the last podcast that we're going to change things up a little bit from what we did in season one. And, uh, you know, there's plenty to say about politics, and, you know, you, you've heard it all. And, uh, you know, I think that what we want to do with this new format is to talk about us. Mm-hmm. You know? And just other things that people can relate to. I know s- politics is extremely stressful right now, and... I mean, we could go and delve into it, but, you know, everybody, you, if you're on Twitter, you can follow it, you know, and if you're watching CNN, you could follow it. And, and while there's a ton of things going on, millions of things going on, there's not one huge solid thing that we can discuss. And yeah. until something kind of solidifies and we can move into it and kind of speculate. I mean, it's definitely like you can't write this drama you know, like like yeah. like if if it was on like House of Cards or something, you wouldn't believe it. You think it'd be be unbelievable, but you know, we'll wait till something pretty major happens before we continue with that. But I wanted to get into uh, a topic we had discussed actually yesterday. So I was talking about bringing my podcast equipment over, and, and I was like, you know what, Chad? You know, I'm really close to forty, and that bothers a lot of people. Like when they get you know into the the, the age forty. And I've known you since I was in high school, since mm-hmm. I, for more than half of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're both uh, maybe old, wiser, mm-hmm. maybe a little, a few gray hairs on the head. Yes. And uh, we were talking about like what we always, you always hear this question, like what would you tell your younger self if you knew then what you know now? And I thought that would be a really good, uh, good conversation to have. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's definitely something that, you know, people can relate to. And I think I have a list of 10 things and Phil has a list of 10 things and we're going to kind of just discuss them and share them and, uh, you know, see if any of our things on our list match and and uh, just kind of talk about experiences and see where it takes us. Yeah, man, because, uh, you know, you're on state college right mm-hmm. now. And, and I, I went to Cal State Fullerton mm-hmm. and I was thinking about, you know, when I was going getting out of high school and going into college, all the possibilities that were in front of me mm-hmm. and like, like what, what like fungible things could I have used, you know, moving forward that, you know, maybe would have been helpful given, you know, the crises that we all encounter, you know, it's funny um, in high school, the best advice I ever got was from uh, Lee fair mm-hmm. and you know, M- Mr. Fair. I don't even know if he's alive anymore. Um, he, I think he, he is. He, um, and he, he, I liked him. He had this, uh, this almost tragic uh, t- teacher thing going on here. He, he would drink, what, an entire uh, bottle of Diet Coke a day. No, he's a very interesting dude, <laughs> very, very knowledgeable about the Civil War, yeah. and, uh, just an interesting, interesting guy. Yeah, s- smart guy. He once said that, uh, always do what you think is best because nobody can fault you for that. And I always remembered that because I was like, you know what? That's right. Because you're when you're doing what you think is the, is the best thing in any given situation, you're just working with the tools that you got. Right. You know. And so I always remember that. And I, I think, you know, what could I have used? Right. So do you want to go first, Chad? Um, okay. So my first one, and this is for high school or this is for your 20s. This is for any of that stuff. Um And uh, my first one, number one, is, um, you know, I would have told myself that high school is just the first chapter of your life. Yeah, man. Because, um, you know, when you're there, that is 
everything that is going on feels like forever, right? If you're uh, picked on, feels like it's going to happen forever. If you are not in a group of people that you want to be a part of, but you don't get the opportunity, that's going to be the same way forever. Uh, if you're not as focused in high school with your grades or with your, your homework, it's going to be like that for the rest of your life. If I could go back and tell myself that this is just the first chapter and things will change throughout your, as you get older, I think that definitely would have been beneficial. And I think it would definitely have helped uh, tremendously. Um, that this too shall pass. You know. Yeah, just just knowing that you know the the you know the the focus that you have in high school is going to be different than you have you know ten years twenty years down the line, um, and you know it, it's a significant chapter, but it's just kind of a blur mm-hmm. in your your whole life. Four years goes by pretty fast, right, and it feels like forever, I like. I don't think, I mean, I've, I've had jobs that lasted four years. I've had relationships that lasted four years. I've had pets that lasted, you know, four or more years. Uh, cars, and none of them felt as long as high school did. <laughs> high school felt yeah, it's long. Like every day is like extended to a year. Right. It just like was, <laughs> it, it was, you know, brutal. And there are people that you kind of deal with and, you know, and uh, you, you, get, you get frustrated with and, you know, um, but they're not forever people and they're never going to, they're not always going to be around. So, uh, you know, that was one thing. And, you know, just your, your circumstance and who you are and your social status and everything else that all changes, uh, if you want it to, as you, as you get older. Yeah. You know, my number one is actually kind of similar. Uh, what I wrote is don't compare yourself to others. You have it better than you think. Mm -hmm. So I used to be really envious of, uh, I guess, guys that, uh, you know, made out with a lot of chicks or hooked up uh, Mm -hmm. quite a bit. And I was just, it's just never, that was never my thing or, or somebody who had certain, you know, attributes or talents. And, you know, when you dig deeper, a lot of the guys that were, you know, I guess misogynistic or were, you know, uh, constantly, you know, chasing after girls and, you know, oftentimes landing, they tended to have a chip on their shoulder and they were out to prove something. You know, once, once you dig deeper, see, I'm like a, the end result of a lot of things that are outside of my uh, realm of control, like my parents or my socioeconomic status, my experiences in my life. And what I learned about studying free will is that you don't have much to do with any of that. So you're in this world and you have this set of tools and, you know, I am who I am because I'm Armando's son and I'm Teresa's boy. And what they told me and taught me and and, and how they shaped me shaped who I was. So, you know, I think when I was trying to uh, match something that I wasn't, I didn't see the full perspective that I'm actually doing all right. The fact that, you know, my parents stayed together, that I lived in a pretty good neighborhood in a pretty nice house. And I had a fairly stable, at least early on, uh, family situation. And uh, those things are invaluable. Like, yeah, you didn't hook up with all these girls, but why? Because you uh, were the type of person that was doing and, and that type of person, the values that that person had they mattered and they still matter to the relationships that you have today. So, you know, younger Phil, it's like, you're all right. You're, 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 you're doing okay. Don't, I mean, don't settle for what you have, but it's, things are, are all right. Just, you know, just stick to, stick to who you are because it's not a bad person. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. Let's that just, was, let's just bounce back and forth with these. Uh, you on your number two, huh? Yeah. Number two, uh, Enjoy having no responsibility in a high school. You have a little bit of responsibility to get decent grades and actually graduate. But in reality, you're not paying any bills. You're not waiting for rent money to come in. You don't have to work eight hours uh, a day or, or 40 hours a week. You don't have to worry about insurance. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And... Um, I would, have, I would have gone back and I would have told myself, just enjoy the fact that you don't have to worry about that stuff. 
Yeah. Um, I was so concerned with so many of the other things and it kind of ties into um, something else I wrote that um, with that with that lack of responsibility, you don't have to set out a path that is what is kind of the norm. You kind of can set your own path, right? So yeah. there were people that we know that had 4.0 GPAs and got into great school and, you know, and maybe they're, you know, having a rough time right now, you know, and, and, uh, running into, to some, some stuff that, you know, was unexpected. There are people that I know that, uh, throughout life that were straight A students through high school and straight A students through, through college. And they were rushed into a career that they didn't want to be in and now they're miserable now they're really unhappy with where they're at they were told you know uh you have to go to school you have to graduate you have to get a job you have to get married you have to have kids you have to have a house you have to you know do all of those things it was a constant you know bar that people were setting for these other people and they were achieving them but by the time they looked back what was unique about what happened with them, you know, and I'm not saying that mine is unique, but I'm saying I didn't take the path that most did. And, um, you know, I, uh, uh, I'm glad, but I also put a lot of pressure on myself in those moments where I didn't feel equal to the people who were following that path. And if I would have gone back, I would have told them, you know, told myself, you know, just relax and allow life to kind of come to you and figure it out and you know you know it's funny we didn't share or compare any of these lists with each other right my number two is just like it's very similar you know what i would have said for my number two yes is invest in yourself while you're young okay like do things that enhance you that make you a better version of yourself a stronger version a smarter version of yourself because now i got two kids and you know I heard this quote that you you don't really grow up until there's somebody in your life who's more important than you are. And uh, now everything I do is directed toward the goal of providing and and giving a loving home. And I don't regret that at all. But I just remember when I didn't have that person that I brought into the world that was more important than me. You know, I should have I think I could have invested more in myself. Like, like, you know what? Go go out on on some adventures. Get better at this thing. Be stronger. Like like, figure out what your interests are and like go into it. I think I went into uh, cycling, you know, a, a few years ago because I started getting a, a taste for that. It's like let's get some adventure going. I think I was just kind of sedentary and like hanging out at home too much. And, and, and you know, I could have been better at things and I could have been getting that going earlier. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's about, that's about it for me. What about okay. your number three? Okay, we're rolling right through these cause this is going to take a long time. Number three, <laughs> um, number three is, um, uh, as far as friends go, it's quality over quantity. And, you know, um, I, I wish I, in growing up in my, in my twenties, I thought, you know, having 50 close friends was the greatest thing in the world. Nobody has 50 close friends. No, there's no such thing, <laughs> right? So, um, but, uh, you know, and, and I think for the most part, I mean, you know, uh, the uh, the qu- the quality of friendships have always been pretty pretty good. Uh, you know, but there there were times when I was like, oh, I could, you know, there, there's this person and this person and this person. At the end of the day, there's probably five quality friends that you have, and those five will always be with you, and they're not going to judge, and they're going to, you know, be as real as possible with you. And, you know, I think at the end, it's better to have a few friends that are going to do anything for you in your life than a dozen friends who wouldn't do anything in return for you. Um... And, you know, as you grow older, you have more responsibility from work or you're, you know, or or boyfriend or girlfriend and you have extra activities. So the time that you have with your friends are more valuable. 
And um, so, you, I, you know, I wasn't losing. As I got older, I didn't lose friends. I was just finding out who the real ones were. Yeah. And, you know, um, as, as I got older, I started to notice that I was losing touch with a significant amount of people. And it didn't that for a while I was in I was kind of sad because I didn't have as many friends as I did before. You know, my phone wasn't ringing all the time. I wasn't getting text messages all the time and Facebook messages. But then I realized that the smaller amount of people uh, were more important and the value and the conversations and just the friendship itself is more important. And to invest in those friendships as opposed to, you know, reaching for as many people as you possibly can. And, you know, um, and it's always good to make new friends, but, you know, I, it, it, it's not, it's like I said, it's, it's quantity or it's quality over quantity. Yeah, I guess there's something to be said about longevity. Yeah. Like for instance, like I don't talk to anybody on the phone, but chat. Yeah. Like I, 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 you're the only person I talk to. I talk to my wife. I, I call right. her up and, you know, ch- check in, but you know, that's, that's a marriage. Yeah. You know? And it's just, there's something to be said about, you know, having that consistency over time. And you have to tread the water with somebody a really long time before you find out who they really are. Yeah. And, you know, the people that are drama and that are uh, only there for a while, you know, they tend to edit themselves out. You know, as you tread the water with people, their little quirks and nuances and subtleties and oftentimes pathology tends to just show themselves out the door. Well, and, and, you know, I also think that, um, you know, each one of my closest friends, we have been at odds at some point. But (laughs) we've also, uh, you know, uh, talked it out and it was worth it. It was worth, you know, having, you know, fixing it. If in that process of talking it out, someone says, you know what, I'm done with you. It's like, well, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like they did you a favor. Right. No, I mean, uh, I just dealt with that with someone that I kind of reached out to earlier and said, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm sorry the way things went as far as us being friends and I want to reconnect and, you know, things are different as far as where I'm at and where you're at. And I'd love to like reconnect and, and become friends. And the person was like, yeah, well, you know, we'll see. I'll get back to you. And I never heard back and that's all right, you yeah, know, and yeah. then that's fine. They took it as an opportunity to spike the football. Yeah, a little like, bit. Yeah, you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, no, I was. <laughs> it's like, that's what I just said. Yeah, let's, like, let's. Yeah, yeah, see. Yeah, yeah let's reconnect. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this was well worth it. Um, you know, that leads me to number three. Number three. Number three for Phil. What others say about you is none of your business. Okay. I Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you, you walk around with this ego and, and especially like uh, the male ego is easily you're dragged through the mud and wounded and like, what did he say about me? Yeah. Well, that guy's a piece of shit. You know, I'm going to fuck him. Like, like, you know, in junior high. Yeah. Where you go up to somebody and say, hey, man, you better watch your back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or someone comes up and says, egos. hey, so-and-so doesn't like you. It's like, and oh, you what? He doesn't yeah. like me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you know what? Uh, here, here's a way to live better. What others say about you is none of your business because they're dealing with their own psychology. They're dealing with their own. Yeah. Mess. And you know what's funny? That was my next one pretty much <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was not everyone's going to like you. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to like people much back. Pr- pretty pretty on, on the nose. Because, you know, if uh, I, there's this book I read called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is to never take any, what anybody says about you personally to you or about you. So, you know, I'll get off stage after a performance and someone's be like, you did an awesome job. That was amazing. And I'd be like, I appreciate that. Yet, I don't take even that personally, even the positive, you know, and especially the negative I take with, with a grain of salt. You know, I kind of like say, OK, well, well, is this is there a point to this? Is, is this useful? And usually what people think about you is just a reflection of their own. You know, neuroses oftentimes are their idiosyncrasies. And sometimes these these are just perfectly yeah. They're fine normal people. people, and they just don't like you, and that's and, okay. And, and, and you know what? Good, because if everybody liked you, there's something wrong with you. Right, and if you uh, you know if you're just yourself, the right people will like you, and the other people can go kick rocks. 
It's like I always say, well, if I run into Mormon cursing, if man. I want, uh, if, well, this is going to get better. If I run into someone, let's say I run into somebody through work or through just personal conversation and you automatically get at that energy that they don't like you. Um, the song always pops into my head. Bye, bye, uh, bye. No. Yeah. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. No. This one. See if anybody knows it. You know this song? No, I have no idea. We're talking over it. La di da di di di. Okay. Here we go. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know in high school I was pleasing myself quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. It was, a, it was a problem. That's a whole other list. <laughs> that's, a whole other, that's a whole other list yeah, for a yeah, whole that, other that, day. That's another that's an admonishment yeah. to my younger self. That's ten it's more, like, what, ten like, more what things. What could he have gotten done? I mean, he'd be so much better at guitar. <laughs> so anyway, Ricky Nelson's Garden Party. Garden Party. Runs through my head whenever I find somebody that I'm like, yeah, it didn't work out. We don't have any chemistry and I'm okay with that because, yeah. you know, so yeah, no, not everyone's going to like you and you're not going to ever like everyone back. Yeah. There are people that I've met that like me and I'm like, I don't fucking like this person. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just, and then some people feel like, oh, this person likes me, so I have to like them yeah. because what if I don't have people? Right, right. <laughs> you know? And you know what? And that's, so... That's kind of sad. If I would have gone back and told my uh, myself, stop caring so much what people think, I think, you know, it would have been a lot different. You know, yeah. I would have done uh, some other things uh, differently. All right, so am I... Was that your number? Okay, so that was my number three. We're on okay. your number three, right? Yeah, so and I have... Was that, was that it right there? It was on my list of things. Okay, so I have like 20 it. things, so I'm just going to pull. Oh, my God. But I'm not going to go through all 20. Um, I'm saving that one for later. Um, a whole podcast on that one. Yeah, how about this one? Um... Don't wait to do something until you have more money. Oh. Yeah. That's really good. That's what I would have told. If you the have. Time's, the time's never right. Right. If you have to save money to do something, start saving now. Don't think you're magically going to have money to do something in a few years. When you have more money, you're going to spend more money on everyday things as you get older. You're going to have to you know, spend more money on numerous things. Unless you win the lottery or you make a lot of money in a startup business you're not going to suddenly come into a lot of money. Do what you want to do when you want to do it. So, um, and I would have done that a lot more. And I, you know, it was, um, you know, Phil and I and a couple of other friends, we took a trip to New York and mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of money at the time, but we still made that trip. I was in trip. no position to go to New York mm-hmm. in 2004. Yeah. And but we, it, was, it was a trip of life and I still think about it. Yeah. It was a blast. We had a great time and I'm glad we did that. And I would have liked to do more of that, mm-hmm. you know, but we all, you know, that, that goes back to investing in yourself. You right. Know? It's like you have that experience. And, and I heard this quote, too. It's like you should spend money on uh, on events and and things uh, and things that you get to go do rather than actual even things. Yeah. You know, like, like material. No, I still want to do a um, cattle run with, you know, Phil and maybe Pat. And do Wait, the, are you are you talking about the city slickers? Yeah, I still like, want to do that, man. Like, I think it would be a that blast. movie had that kind of effect yeah. on you. No, I just and not the movie. The movie itself is good. I love it, but the idea of going with my buddies is a fun idea. You know, yeah. you get away. You're in a different. Oh my place. god, this this is kind of like that movie when they talk about like the the, the the top events of their life, and you can't say that your your wedding or the birth of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this, this is city slickers. Okay, yeah. Um, so I think that would be that would be good. You know, those kind of trips are important. And I think they're important even if people are in relationships or marriages or kids. you know, it got kids. Mm-hmm. It's it's important with for you. yeah, or just go for yourself. Because you know what? It's important. And you're not abandoning your children, you know, but you're also saying, 
you know, there's goals that I have or some things that I need to live out in order to be, you know, or learn. Uh, and, and I'm going to do this. And at the end, I'll come out a better person. So, all right. So that's what I would say. Okay. I'm going to combine my next two. Okay. I'm looking at the list and they actually are related. Um, okay. Number four is do what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Okay. And number five is self-discipline is the ultimate fungible skill. So I, I'm going to just combine them because they basically mean the same thing. Okay. When I was younger, I think I was kind of a bit of a sloth and, uh, and lazy. And uh, maybe I felt like my talent, because I had some talent on, musically, was going to carry me through. But I think I would be a lot further along if I had, a, I had tempered that with a little bit of self-discipline, get up in the morning, work. I mean, when I was in, in junior high, uh, between seventh and eighth grade, you know, I tried practicing guitar eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done that since. Right. Um, I, I had a big investment phase, but and, and you know, I read about guys that were like practicing because I think that when, when you're a musician, or maybe this goes to any skill, like you can get to a pretty good level and have that ability. You can just get by on that ability. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, I'm like. Man, there's so many more things I wish I could do. More, so many more more mountains that, that I wish I could climb, and I I'm still climbing them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know what? I had the opportunity when I had all this free time when I was younger to really just like get after it, go for irrationally long hours of working on the on honing the craft that I love, mm-hmm. and and really instilling that and you know i think we talked about this i kind of almost wish like i had gone into the military mm-hmm. because i think it would have changed uh my uh, heightened my sense of conscientiousness that would have been rough though because we graduated in 98 yeah so yeah i could have died yeah i mean that's uh, I mean, rough i mean yeah yeah like oh yeah you probably be respect like, on, to on, all the on, people on your do serve. On, yeah exactly yeah I think, I think it's a very honorable thing to serve your country. But, I mean, there you are in the reserves in October 2001. <sighs> Rough. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then, yeah, your whole life changes. You yeah. know? Uh, I know a lot of people that, that were involved in that. But I get what I you're saying. Too, yeah. You know, that, that kind of uh, the mentality that they, they have and they teach within the military. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, I thought about, you know, I think about that. I wasn't cut out for the military and especially at graduation i was a bit in in an ivory tower as far as how i thought of myself right and i was i was yeah no i was cut out for in sync boot camp Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and darren's dance groups darren's dance groups yeah as opposed to you know doing the hard work that uh, the military does you know and and i think i became better at discipline and it it comes and, and goes but i think that that was like if I had to find one trait that was going to get me the most things that I wanted in, at the end, it was the uh, the ability to put off momentary pleasure for long term goals and, and gains, and that all of my sense of self worth and all of my positive feelings was related towards the acquisition of a high goal that I set out to achieve. And um, I, I think I'm happiest when there's this project in front of me, say, for instance, the marathon or the triathlon, and I go out and I, and I get it done. And um, that's, those, those, are, those are high points in my life. Yeah. You know? so, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, go for it, Chad. All right. What number? Well, I did four and five. Okay. So number four. Uh, let's do number five. Um, Here's one that I wish I would have told myself. If you want to move somewhere new, do it now, mm-hmm. right? The longer you wait to start a new life, the more settled in it's going you know, to be harder. In your early 20s is the best time to do it, mm-hmm. right? And if, you know, in, the, in your 20s, you're like, oh, I got plenty of time. And if I want to move to New York or I want to move to, you know, Washington, D.C. or I want to move wherever, I can. But then life creeps up and the next thing you know, you know, I'd love to move to New York, right? But starting over in New York would be ridiculously hard. And um, so it's nice to visit there. But I would have liked to give it a try. I would have liked to try it out and live in Manhattan or, you know, in the boroughs and see how it worked out. And, you know, 
It would have been interesting. I would have liked to do that. I think um, some of the best people I've met in LA are transplants from other parts of the ooh, of, of the country and the, the world. Yeah, they're know? pretty much all transplants. All these people uh, from LA. Are, but you know what? Like, I'm saying the best people. Yeah, are are like are my friends from Kansas. Right, right. You know? like, yeah, like, my friends are like. Man, I'm here and I got an opportunity. Right. They're going to take that Midwest work ethic and just grind it out. Yeah. And it would have been nice. It would have been cool to live there and just kind of see if, if, you know, things work out and just living in that busy life. Um, So, yeah. So I would have definitely told myself to do that. I mean, you know, um, if you want to try something new, your 20s are your time. You have tons of time to explore. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, All right. Number six. Okay. So my number six is don't compromise yourself for a relationship. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. I have that coming up too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny how how, how these crossover. Yeah. So if I go back to when I was 18 and 19, you know, I had never had a a girlfriend before. I had never been in in any kind of significant relationship. Oh, those are the fireworks. Those are the Disney fireworks. Yeah. And... I think that when I... I think. Uh, or their um, child point angels. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I think that when... when oh. It, what, oh. Oh, it's cool, man. Yeah. If you want to pause it, we'll pause it. Okay, I'm going to pause it, okay? Uh, let me pick up my train of thought. I'm sorry. So, yeah, don't compromise yourself for a relationship. Okay, so... I thought I was going to be, like, like single forever or something like that. Or some sort of crazy thing, and, and you know? And... I think that I, I, you know, it's love, right? So you give up a lot of yourself. Mm -hmm. And because you feel like I need to make this work, this has to be, this is it, right? This is the last time I'm ever going to feel anything like this. And, and it's real, right? But what do you know? Right? Right. I'm, I'm 19, 20 years old and I got a lot of shit in myself to sort out before I can ever be a good or partner with anybody right yeah so um i'm gonna make this 100 percent about me okay, okay. so I, I think that i i would tell my younger self you know what you have a lot of shit in yourself that you have to unravel and you can be a bit of a, a dick and you can be a bit of a monster and what makes you think that you are you have it all figured out you, you don't know anything yet you have to learn more about yourself and take care of yourself first. And I would just tell that to myself and just keep this in mind because I don't regret anything about that. But I, I do, I, I would say, you know, keep in mind that all you're responsible for is you. Okay. And you can't, and you're not in any position to take on uh, the, the responsibilities inherent in anybody else. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. Listen up, Phil, if this goes back in the past. Okay. So um, mine is this number six, right? Yeah. Number six, uh, a lot like mine. Relationships should not be hard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if you have to work hard to make something work, it's probably not working. Yeah. Um, the fighting isn't worth it. The crying isn't worth it. It's not going to get easier. It's just going to get harder. And sometimes love isn't enough. And you have to accept that and you have to move on. So don't drag anything on for too long and because you're only going to get older and you're going to miss the opportunities of maybe a true relationship or true happiness. And there are so many... I learned a lot from the relationships that I have been in, but there are some that I was in too long and I tried to, you know, tried to... De- you know, fix them when they were broken. Draw blood from a stone. Yeah. And, you know, there's a book called, it's called Breaking Up Because It's Broken. And that's exactly the truth. Yeah. You break up because it's broken and you have to move on. And, you know, uh, sometimes people are like, oh, you know what? I really love these. When we're, when things are good, they're really good. And when things are bad, they're really bad. And I, and they yeah, stay with the fruit. Right. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, like. That's not okay. That's not all right. <laughs> that's that's not. You can't make a stable home out of that. <laughs> yeah, no. There are it's people, like maybe if I just get her pregnant and it'll, it'll all work out. <laughs> like, like, like crazy shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Or they'd rather take a a pound. Uh, what is it? A pound of pain and an ounce of pleasure, or an yeah. ounce of pleasure for yeah, a pound of pain. You just don't understand. The good times were so good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, and and you know, it's just moments that you know there are these moments, and yeah. you know we'll Man, get over it. People we'll get are like it. drugs, Chad. Like like you see somebody, and like they have these emotional, and you get like a dopamine response. Yeah, because you see that person. Yeah, so you're addicted to that person. Yeah, and and it, and just like drugs, you it takes a long time, and it, it's over when that dopamine hit doesn't hit you anymore. When you right, look at that especially when you're physically involved with that person. Mm-hmm. It just complicates things even more. Oh man, it it, it tears up your, your psyche and your yeah. dreams and mm-hmm. like like your your your, your thoughts. I yeah, mean, no, I mean, I think um, I think I probably would have been a little bit wiser. I don't I don't regret any relationship that I was in. I learned a lot from all of them, uh, and I learned how to be a, a better person through them. But um, you know, I also wouldn't have. There were some relationships, you know, that were not great. And you stay in them and you're fighting. And then, you know, I had a girl that I dated who keyed my car and she was like following me to work. And it was it was insane. And um, that was not healthy. And we ended up getting back together like three times after that. And, you know, I would have... And you I were would, engaged to this person? No, no. I was not, <laughs> I was not engaged to this person. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's just... Yeah, it shouldn't be hard all the time. And if people say, well, relationships are work. Well, to an extent, they're yeah. work. Oh, yeah. Right? There are things you have to work at True, in a relationship. But. Yeah. <laughs> but never, relationships aren't aren't supposed to be hard. But it, it's, it's not like uh, Egyptian slavery mm. building the pyramid work. <laughs> if you're fighting all the time about something and you're miserable and you're like, this is how this relationship is supposed to be. And, you know, I savor the good times and you ride through the bad. Mm. Get out. That's exactly yeah, yeah. What, what I would have told myself at mm. 20. Definitely. Relationships. And I would have also said relationships aren't the end of the world either. Yeah, like, you exactly. don't have to be in a relationship. Well, people ruin their lives over relationships yeah, all the time. Absolutely. And so... I, I think most uh, adults that I know, like adult men, and their lives are complete messes, it's pretty much the same story right they're with somebody who's terrible right and they shouldn't be with them right no it's true <laughs> and, they can't. and same thing with women yeah. women yes. women same thing I mean you know there are many girls that I know that I talk to that are like oh you know he's great you just have seen him on bad days well I've hung out with you guys maybe you know <laughs> or maybe he's just an asshole yeah <laughs> I've hung out with you guys 30 times and each time he says two words and, um, you know, yeah. Can, can you hear that? Jeez, man. That, this is the finale of Angel Stadium fireworks Holy. right here. Yeah. Yeah, well. Nice. Good job, this, Angel. This is an audio medium, so. Yeah, I don't know if you guys you heard that, but that. Yeah. that was the grand finale. Mind. Okay, so uh, number seven. Number Let's seven. get on with this. Let's number keep going. Number seven for me is read like a madman. Okay. Read your ass off. I, I read a lot of books when I was younger. And I just went through this period after, you know, I got into music where I just stopped reading. You know, and nowadays, I'll go into a good library and I'll just feel devastated. I'm devastated because there's all this stuff I, I need to know. I need to read these books. And I'm just like, I'm behind. So I, I, I got to keep reading. And it's like, you know what? I, I should have read the classics when I was younger. I should have, I should have, I should know more about this topic. I should have been constantly at the library, returning, reading books, taking in information, especially like good, uh, like classic good fiction and uh, the important nonfiction, like the psychology books that, I, that I'm checking out and, and reading and history. There's so much to know. And when you, when you don't know, when you don't, when you haven't looked back at history or looked at the classics or, or taken in that experience, like you can't fully participate in the conversation. So read, 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 because I, I was into it and I'm still into it and I have that instinct and I think I get it from my mother who's an avid reader. I'm like, just don't stop because it's it's good for you and, and it's, it's, it's going to shape you and give you perspective on things that you didn't have before. Yeah. Seven, done. All right. Number seven for me is uh, write like a madman. <laughs> no way. I didn't put mad. I, 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 it's yeah. just write. But yeah, yeah. write a journal. Keep everything written down. Write your experiences down on paper. You're going to regret it later on. I wish I could go back in time yeah. and look at how I felt in certain circumstances and, and yeah. dealing with things and, you know, and, and 
that is rewarding to see how you grow as yeah, a person. You know, I, I write, and uh, I think that I, I heard this quote that when you learn to write, you learn how to think. Mm-hmm. You learn because it's it's your thoughts put out into the world. Mm-hmm. And so you can articulate and, and organize your thoughts. And I get people who tell me, you know, I read your blog and it's really good. Yeah. And people share my blog and like, mm-hmm. uh, I've been doing it for myself. And I'm like, you know what? People, more than one person has told me I have a knack for it. And it was something I wanted to do when I was younger. And I just put it off, you know, you, you, you're self-conscious, right? And so you're, you're, you, you know, and it's, it's hard to like bear your soul and have it, you know, under scrutiny of others. But, uh, you know, the nice thing about getting older is you stop giving a shit. And then you just like say, you know what? I got a limited amount of time here and I'm just going to put it out there, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. So yeah, read and write, you Mm -hmm. know, younger younger selves. Yeah. And if you're not reading or writing then, read or write now. Yes. You know, because when you're 60, you're going to want to be like, what would my 30s like? And if you have kids, they're going to want to know. Yeah, I look back at my old like journals because I used to write all the time. And I'm just like, man, that's that's like a snapshot of where I was at that age and what I was going through. Absolutely. No. And and there there are things that that I was involved in, like when I had mentorship from Lewis Johnson. I was like, man, you're you're really dumb for not writing all that shit down because I'm going off my memory now. And it's like... Having a snapshot of it as it was happening would have been really, really useful right now. Yeah, you know. No, so. absolutely. Um, all right. So what do we have? Number, number eight. And number eight. For me, uh, truth is the best weapon against chaos. Okay. When you are dishonest with yourself and dishonest uh, with other people, you just tie yourself into knots because you have to keep up with what you said to this person what you didn't say to that person. And listen, man, I know lying's easy. Even three-year-olds know it. You know, it's like, did you break that mug? It's like, no, it wasn't. It's like, why would you want to be punished? Mm -hmm. So uh, I would just tell myself, it's like, most importantly, be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, look in the mirror. What do you see? Right. Really, what do you see? Don't, 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 don't conflate. And it's like, okay, are you not who you should be? Are you not, the person that you could become will do something about it and don't make excuses and don't be dishonest with other people and don't tell them what you think they want to hear because you're trying to paint some picture Mm -hmm. of who you think they want you to be so that they'll like you or so that you can manipulate them in one way or, or another it's it doesn't lead to good relationships for, for sure because people paint you as a as a dirtbag, as a liar and someone that they can't trust. And trust is really important. You know, the friends I have the longest are the ones that trust me mm-hmm. because, you know, I'll follow through with things, the things that I say. And, you know, by the time you learn that, it, it might be too late, especially if you've uh, weaved a tangled web, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, in, in your own past. So truth, it's, okay. it's your best weapon. All right. That's my number eight. Okay, my number eight. Go out as much as possible. All right? All right. And the reason I put that is because in my 20s, I was a part of a business where I worked uh, numerous hours, like long, long hours. And um, I didn't have much of a personal life except for dating. Um, And that's not really going out. You know, go out with your friends. uh, you know, the, the older you get, I'll tell you, the less you get to go out, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's going to get harder and harder for your friends to get together. I drove to Anaheim after work. Yeah. And I'm with Chad. Yeah. And that's like, how many times is that going to happen this year? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, yeah, no, you're, you're going to go out a ton compared to how much you're going to go out now. Yeah. And it's ne- it's never the same. So you have to enjoy it while you while it lasts. Go out as much as you possibly can, and hang out with your friends, spending time. And we did a lot of that, I think, but not as as much as I think we we could have. And you know, I mean, there were Fridays where we just hung out and did nothing, or yeah. went to the movies or whatever. Yeah, but you know, go, go see something weird and go 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 out and experience the world because people are free. Yeah, and do it with your friends. Yeah, that's the thing. Do it with your friends. Yeah, and, and people are friggin' interesting. Yeah, and you know, you give them a little bit of attention. You know, and, yeah, and no, they'll they'll tell you some interesting shit that you'll carry with yeah. you. Yeah, no, everybody I mean, has a little story like that in your twenties. You know, like with with you, Phil, or with uh, my other friends. 
you know, we would see each other probably every weekend mm-hmm. or every every day. You know, sometimes it would be every day or three times a week or whatever. And so, you know, it, it changes. It changes yeah, tremendously. Yeah, yeah. So then, do then, as much as you can. Then, then you have all these responsibilities mm-hmm. later on. It's like, like right. who do you hang out with? People ask me, have you seen that movie? It's like, uh, probably not. Right, <laughs> you right. Know, it, it was a small miracle I got to see the latest Avengers, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, um, so... That's uh, your number eight, my number eight. So my number nine. Okay. A bit of pragmatic advice. Handle your bills. Okay. They don't go away. Credit. Keep keep your credit Handle clean. Handle your bills, you dumb effer, Phil. Handle their bills. They don't go away. So I had a student loan thing, and then they they just they, they wanted money, and I was like, oh, I don't I don't have that money, so I just ignored it. I just put it off. Yeah. And then I had my phone bill, and I was like, I don't know. Oh, they cut off my phone. Oh, now I'll pay it. It was. It's just like that. It's just that. This is like fingers in the ears. <laughs> la la la. Do you la, remember? La. I don't know if you remember this, but we we. I was trying to reach you, and you were on MySpace, and I I messaged you, and I was like, "Did you not pay your phone bill? <laughs> Do you remember that?" And, and then the you, answer was yes. Yeah, you <laughs> called me like immediately. Yeah. Like, Don't put that out there. <laughs> that was MySpace. Yeah, I mean, that, was, yeah. that was like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't put that out because I knew when the bill was due because I couldn't make a call. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like. How do you how do you how, how do you live? Yeah. How, how, how do you live? You owe people money. It's not like they're gonna say, "Well, he hasn't responded, so we'll just ignore him." Yeah. <laughs> Hoping that a system glitch. Well, I mean, you owe them money. Who forgets that? Yeah. <laughs> Who forgives yeah. that too? You know. I think uh, maybe I got some sort of fantasy when I was watching. Uh, what's it called? Um, a fight club and they blow up the banks and stuff. Right. Like, like yeah, somebody, somebody's got to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, handle your bills. They don't go away. And, uh, you, and you know, you got, you got to pay the piper, man. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they, they don't, they, they don't let you out. You no, know, not, not without screwing you real good. Yeah. So no, number, my number nine was practical. What was your number nine? My number nine is don't chase titles. In relationships or career. Uh, you spelled titties wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Seriously. I uh, thought about sorry, that. Sorry, younger listeners. Yeah. But yeah, no, don't chase titles. Don't chase anything, really. I mean, find out what you love, not what you think looks good on paper or on your Facebook or your Instagram and go after the, those things. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let uh, people or society tell you what you should be doing or... If you're in a career that you're not happy with, it's not too late to change. And don't chase the next thing to get to the next level. You want to chase what you love. And, uh, you know, right now I'm going through a whole change of things. And I'm doing it intentionally because I want to follow a passion. And, you know, uh, it's it's hard work, but I'm doing it. And... Um, you know, when I could be doing something that's safe and something that's easy and, you know, um, but I'm, I'm choosing to, to, to not chase the, the, you know, the norm. I'm not chasing what I'm comfortable with. And that's good. When my 20s, I could have chased a career in a field that made decent money, but I wasn't completely happy in, right? Mm-hmm. And with Peanut Gallery, I could continue to chase that and build it up. But it's still not satisfying. I mean, it's a great job, and I love working with these students, and they're really good kids, and the parents are awesome. But um, at the end of the day, it's not completely 100% fulfilling what I want. And so, um, you know, and when I was younger, it was, okay, well, I'm a staff. I want to be a program director. I want to be a program director. I want to be an owner of a business. I want to be, you know, and those titles were more important than being in the moment and being happy with the moment that I was in. So that's my number nine is don't chase titles and, you know, don't chase, don't chase other people's photos or pictures or lifestyle. If you're on Facebook and you see someone in Hawaii, don't get yourself all worked up and depressed because you're not in Hawaii at that point. Or if they're in a relationship and you're not don't get worked up over you there being yeah. in a relationship. It's, it's a highlight reel, people. Yeah. No, it really is. I mean, you don't <laughs> and see... And it's probably not even real. Right. You don't see the, uh, 
the stuff behind that, right? You, so you don't see the two hundred and fifty like discarded photos just to get the side boob just perfect, or <laughs> or just the nastiness that comes and goes before, yeah. or the yeah. unhappiness that is, you know, for that. So that's definitely something that I would say. Don't or, or, chase or the, the crippling, uh, the the crippling dishonesty or, or lack of self confidence that 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 is inherent behind all that, you know, posturing. Yeah. Um, Number 10, last one for me. Okay. Find your truth and proclaim it to the world. Okay. Because people get really self-conscious about finding some cool ideas or or proclaiming what they believe is their truth. And they get really self-conscious. They get wrapped up in what are people going to say about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get this life, right? You get this one shot, basically. And so you're finding your truth, you know, that takes a, a long time. That takes, you know, maybe years of discipleship, uh, learning, learning about whatever art or field or craft or, or, or idea that you have and parsing it out and trying to figure out if it's solid, if it's, if it's stable. And then, but when, when you find a bit of truth that you, that you believe in, you know, don't be afraid to put it out there, Phil. Don't, like, don't, don't, don't be afraid because mm-hmm. honestly, someone's going to appreciate it. And I get like feedback all the time saying that they got something from something that I put out there or some, something I said, or, you know, I, I, I hear, I hear it all the time. And, and if I had been too shy or self-conscious to not proclaim it, maybe it wouldn't have been useful because basically what are you here for? You know, I, I, I think about that a lot and I think I'm, I, I would like to be of use. I think I, w- I would like to be either for the positive or for the negative, somebody who people look at and say, you know, he did that thing. And I think that was interesting. Or you said that and I used it in this situation. And so basically you're, you, you look at words and actions and deeds and axioms as certain tools that you can use in life. And uh, I find great satisfaction in doing that for other people. And... Uh, putting my own truth out there uh, in the world and, and how I see it and, you know, not being bogged down by the semantics like, oh, I don't know how to make videos or I, I, I'm, you know, putting out a podcast, no one's going to listen to it or, or you know, if I, if I do the, the stand-up routine, then, you know, people are going to judge me or if I play this song or if I write this, this piece of music, don't, like, life's too short for that shit. So, so much art dies because no one's willing to put it out. So mm-hmm. it's in your heart reflect it out into the universe because what else do you got? Mm-hmm. Can you think of a better way to spend your time? So that's the, that, that about does it for what I, what I would say to my younger self and what I would kind of maybe play with if I could shot back through the years and, and tell my younger self uh, some things that maybe my younger self could use. All right. So my number 10, I have to start with a story, okay. and uh, I'll get into it. So when I was 28, 29, I went shopping for an engagement ring with the girl that I was seeing. And we had been together for three years, and people, friends and family kept asking if we were going to get married. And uh, we were sort of living together, but not really. I would spend a ton of time at her house. She would come over and spend time. So we kind of were living together, but you're not living in one place together, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and and I, I liked her and maybe even loved her. And, and so, um, so we went to the ring store and, um, you know, uh, looked around and, you know, got really nervous. And I didn't end up buying the ring. And we didn't end up getting married. And we broke up and I moved to a different city. She moved. She stayed where she was. And we talked to each other occasionally throughout the years. But now uh, she's not even on Facebook and we haven't even talked since. So um, at that point, I look back and I have forgotten everything about her, basically. Maybe a few things. Really? And that pretty much sums up my 20s. So everything that you think about that's important and meaningful has absolutely no bearing on the future of your life. So I loved her. I had a job. I was going to be an actor. I had friends. You know, I was going to do, you know, uh, this other business that I had. 
uh, before peanut gallery, and none of it was true except for the friends part. And the real friends that I had stayed with me. Um, and now everything in my 30s, basically the same thing, right? Anything that I am worried about through my 30s, I'm 38 right now. I'm going to be 39 in July. And anything that I've been panicked about for the last nine years hasn't meant anything, right? So um, the main skill that I learned in my 20s was that I need to bounce back from things. That's the coffee machine, everybody. Okay. <laughs> so um, the main skill that I got between my 20s is now that I can bounce back faster from bad things. Yep. Get up, dust myself off, move on. I was really financially successful in my mid to late 20s. After that, I you know had a really hard rough patch with Peanut Gallery eventually becoming a success and so forth and so on. So that didn't change. Only my ability to bounce back from really bad things. Really horrible things. Things I wouldn't wish on, on my worst enemy. Um, so my number 10 that I can say with full integrity and I wish that I had known is nothing matters at all. The stuff that you worry about, the stuff that you panic about, none of it matters. None of it matters. And... Once you realize that nothing matters, you're going to start to bounce back faster from the problems that you run into in your life now, right? You have a relationship. You know what? 10 years from now, that relationship isn't going to matter. You have a job that you, you uh, got fired from or you quit or, or it just dissolved. You know what? That job's not going to matter in 10 years, right? Because ultimately, these are things that are adding to your life that they aren't your life, right? So what is your life? Well, it's how you bounce back from things, right? And some things are good and they stick and some things are bad, right? So it, since, since nothing matters, I would say, you know, and that sounds really pessimistic, but when you really think about it, it's true. Think about your relationships that you were in 10 years ago. Yeah, you might have fond memories. Maybe you might feel a little sad. But in the grand scheme of things, look at where you're at now and does it matter? What about that job that you had when you were 21 and you got fired from or you were nervous about? Does it matter now? Or the clothes that you fit in in your 20s or what you couldn't have in your 20s, does that matter to you? No. You know, relationships as far as family or loss or those things, that's one thing. But you're okay now, mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't matter. The bullshit doesn't matter. So, and that doesn't mean that we lie in bed all day mm -hmm. because nothing matters. You go out, you throw yourself into stuff and you make a fool of yourself because why not, right? And since nothing matters, be as nice to people as you possibly can because if they treat you differently, you can walk away because it doesn't, it doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what they feel. So, you know, um... And I wrote, later we will all laugh at the same joke at the end of this. Very, very long day. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? So, so yeah. It, you know, I, I, I want to maybe clarify or add something. But I think things do matter. But they're usually not the things you're focusing on. Right? So, I, 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 would, I would maybe change things. Because, you know, your family... You know, well, I said family, family counts. Yeah, yeah, that Absolutely. matters. And he talked about people's feelings don't matter. It's like, well, <laughs> well here's, here, 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 here's my thing. The things that maybe your 20-year-old self, Chad, really matter, and, you know, you were into clothes and you, you, had, you had, like, the, the, these things that you, you held up to a high ideal. Like, maybe look behind those things because those things, yeah, they, they didn't matter, but... Um, I think that you can construe your life so you can look for the things that actually do well, matter. Well, yeah, no, family yeah. matters, friends, friends matter. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. In your 20s, when you were working at the YMCA yeah. and you got punched in the face, <laughs> right? How big of a deal was that? Oh, it was huge. Right? It was huge. What about now? I barely think about right? it. Right? What about you had a relationship that you were in, you were really, really happy, this person, the sun rose and set with that person. Oh, yeah. How about now? Well, um, the experience, like you said, yeah. was very, I found very useful to me. But now. I had a completely wrong idea. That that guy that went through that right. is, has really not too much to do with so me. So those feelings that you had at the time 
They don't matter they now, huge. right? They, 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 yeah, they're they're huge. I mean, I, I was crushed. Yeah, but, but now, yeah, now that okay, everything bad that happened to me shaped me. Right. Of course, it's a life lesson, right? You yeah. bounce back. Yes. The bouncing back is the life the lesson. Back, but you had to parse that out from the actual physical events that crushed you. Yeah. You know, absolutely, and derive the lesson from it. Right. So I I I, I want to say take this like. The lesson you derive from the experience matters. What you take with you right. into the future bouncing, matters. And that's considered bouncing back. But the back. actual event itself, right. it just fades away. Right. It's considered, and you bounce back. Anything that you experience, you bounce back So from. can you say that it's meaningless? No. bouncing. <laughs> ba- what I'm saying is bouncing back is not meaningless. Yeah. The experiences and the action that you go through and the big deal that you make something... It really didn't matter at the end. Yeah. Right. So I didn't mean to poke into your tent. No, no, no. Your grand finale. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I actually feel like now, you know, what's really terrifying to me, like now, is that I feel like everything I do matters. But now. really, in the grand scheme of things, you yeah, know, at everything. the end of your life, does it? Yeah. When you're seventy-five. Yeah. Why? Because I make one bad decision, and my life is either over ruined. Or it's negatively affected not just me but my sons. But okay, and I understand that absolutely. But there are people in your position that have made bad decisions and they still bounce back from it and do even better. Yeah, and Easy. then and then they look at that and say, "Oh, that situation that I had to deal with, yeah, I bounced back from it. I learned from it." Mm-hmm. But here's, does here's, that here's how matter I at, at this point to the young, to the young people like under twenty. Your field of experience is wide and all the possibilities are open. So you're like Peter Pan, right? Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're not any one individual actualized thing. That's why so many people die at 27. Because at that precipice, when you cross over into adulthood, you have to abandon your childhood and you become more narrow. You become more of a focused ideal of something that you're going for, mm-hmm. right? And as the, you age, what matters becomes more and more important. But okay, look at it as as you being 90 years old, yeah. right? That's what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. At 90 years old, is what matters to you right now going to matter to you at 90? I have no idea. Right. And so, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 Pro- let me maybe not you. maybe not this podcast, but you know what? Maybe this podcast will still be around. All right. Well, right? what 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 about at 11 to now? Is what mattered to you at 11 years old the same that matters to you now? I was 11. Exactly. Your age, you change, right? Exactly. And that's my point is that the the, the younger you are, the wider the swath of things that happen that that are are not of significance. And that's not saying that things are – But actually say that my daily events, right, have huge consequences. Right. And that's not saying your life events aren't important. But what I'm saying is – you're making the, a lot of percussion on, like, on, your, on your nice countertop table and the mic is picking up. Oh, is this it really? <laughs> the, stress, the stress that that you go through and the worry and the failures and all of that stuff, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? Because you're going to be a different person 10 years from now. Yeah. And you're going to be a different person 10 years from then. And you're going to be diff- – so in your 20s, right, all the shit that you went through, maybe it did shape because you were able to bounce back from it. But those those situations, in reality, did they really matter, right? Did they really matter? No. The stress that you went through, through per- certain things, you I got found, over it. I found out how tough I was. And then we go back to the same point. It's the, the lesson you derive matters. Yeah. The actual event itself does not. Because right. you said you That's don't even remember anything about this girl. Right, right. right? Exactly. But you did learn... Something and that's and, the and, point. And of, just like right. you pick up those experience points as you're playing this. this right, that's game. bouncing back. Right, yeah, that's considered back. And within bouncing back, life so lessons. I know are how tough I am, and I know what I can endure. Right. And I don't even think I've I've hit my limit as far as that. But how big? Time. Let's say let's say think about. Um, I'm trying to think of another experience that you had to deal with in your 20s that like. Think about this. Think about the relationship. There was a relationship you were in that uh, the girl didn't end up being what you thought. Didn't turn out to be what you thought. And um, she wasn't a man or anything like that. It just... (laughs) 
<laughs> just didn't turn out it, to I be was in a total crying yeah. situation. When no, it, <laughs> it just turned turn. Not that there's anything wrong with that now, uh, but you know, yeah. it's not what you thought. Yeah, and that person showed up at my birthday with another guy, and I remember that day, and you were so worked up over the fact that. The guy was there with her. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Do you okay. remember? Yes. And remember how? Yes. Okay. Does that matter to you at all anymore? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. That okay, kind of. Fine. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy showed up. I didn't know who he was. He was some douche with a beret. And Phil was like, this son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah how yeah, dare yeah. he show up at your birthday party? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't see where you were going with that. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Like, you might have looked, but you bounced back, and yeah. you learned. Did you get the mic? <laughs> yeah, I did. but you bounced back, yeah. right? Oh yeah, and that's what you learned from. Yes. But the, the the moment didn't matter. All the stress and bullshit that you had to deal with for that week, where you were like, "This guy, I'm gonna fucking find him." And well, gonna, I I'm gonna go to Sardo's. Don't, and I'm, don't you feel like <laughs> I'm gonna hunt this guy down at Sardo's? Yeah, there is no Sardo's anymore. That's I know. Long ago that was I know. So so like, listen. I'm more of a cantankerous old, <laughs> old older man yeah. who doesn't give a crap about the, the events of day to day. Like, because you understand that they don't really yeah. matter at the end. There you go. But there are things that do matter. Yes, of course. And, and the life you, lessons you, that you learn. You 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 water the plants where they bear the most right. fruit. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right. I agree with that. And I that's from that. that's from rebounding yep. and moving on. So yeah, no, I agree with you 100. percent Okay, cool. So, all right. Well, um, hey, we did it. Yeah, I know. It's cool. Let's, good. let's enjoy the rest of the evening. I got I, this coffee's working, so I got to take a leak. Good. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. You know, this is just a, a spitballing. And let, let us know. know what your 10 ideas are, at least yeah. one. Or, 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 or how about this one idea? Yeah, like, just let what, us know well, one. Like, like, what did you think of this episode? Do you like the new format? Give us some feedback, man. And then, yeah, and if you agree with any of ours or want to add, feel free to add. Okay. Great. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Take care of yourselves and each other.